0: Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patti Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patti Holiday. And if you've been hanging out with us over the last couple of weeks, welcome back. If this is your first visit, welcome to the fandom of all fandoms, guys. Uh, Glad you joined us. And don't forget to go back and listen to some of those past shows. If you're here because of Star Wars, and of course, you're here because of Star Wars, then I know you're going to find something in the past shows that you'll love. So go check that out. Why am I fangirling Star Wars Galaxy's Edge today? I mean, it seems like a very tight, rather specific thing to get excited about. But if you know anything about me, you know I like a little Disney you know, just a little bit. <laughs> um, the Disney parks are absolutely, you know, my happy place. And and I've been fangirling them for most of my life. Uh, my parents say that I was around six weeks old when we first went to Disneyland. So it's really not an exaggeration to say that I've been a fangirl for life since birth. <laughs> uh, I have this adorable picture of me. I think it's adorable. It's adorable. You guys got to see this. It's Minnie Mouse uh, in a homemade Minnie Mouse costume that my mom made for me for Halloween when I was like five or six. I'll go throw that up on the blog if you want to see it. It's uh, That's noguiltfangirl.com. So be on the lookout for that because it's really cute. So yeah, I am one of those people. (laughs) Now, I haven't fangirled Disney directly on the podcast yet because uh, there's just, guys, there's just so much to cover. And that's why there's all sorts of... Disney specific podcast out there. I decided to break things down though, and I'm going to start with something that is huge right now, and it's giving me all the geeky bumps, and that is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, I haven't been just yet, but I am planning my coast-to-coast Galaxy's Edge trips, and it's kind of all that I'm talking about right now. I'm just obsessing over it, and my family is just kind of over me, so that's why I'm bringing it to you. (laughs) I know there are tons of details and there's things that are changing. It feels like every day something different is happening with um, the specifics and how they're letting people in and in you know, what you have to get in line for or what you don't have to get in line for and all of those kind of things. And, and, That's not what this podcast is going to be about. We're actually going to get right to the feelings of Star Wars and the fandom and what walking into someplace that's as immersive as Galaxy's Edge is. You know what it does to geeks like us. Uh, This is also a multi-part series. So if you haven't heard the other episodes, please make sure to take a listen to those as well. I think you're going to like them and uh, what those other guests have to say about their experiences at Black Spires. All right. Today, I have a fellow Disney Star Wars fangirl to talk about, Galaxy's Edge, with us. And uh, here we go. Everyone, meet Mindy Marzik. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Patty. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Me too. (laughs) <laughs> you can find Mindy on her blog, Uh, She is also the owner of the Facebook group that's called Disney Trips for Adults, and I co-moderate that with her, and it's a lot of fun, so come join us over there if you've got some Disney Trips questions. Yes. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mindy. Where can
1: people find you on social media? That sort of thing. Yeah. So like you said, my blog is thisfairytalelife.com. I've been blogging about Disney for years. I started off blogging about our Disneyland wedding. That's how I got into the whole blogging thing. And then after the wedding, I was just like, I don't really have anything else to talk about, but I still (laughs) love Disneyland. So I kept writing about Disneyland weddings and Disneyland news in general, and it became kind... The blog became kind of more of a lifestyle, travel, Disney, weddings, a little bit of everything. And uh, yeah, so you can find me there. I'm also on Instagram at FairytaleMindy and Twitter at FairytaleMindy. And yeah, like Patty said, come find our Facebook group if you are planning a Disney vacation uh, to any of the Disney locations we cover them all yes all of it yeah so please come join us and hang out with us in there awesome yeah we 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 have
0: a it's it's a small but mighty group and it's growing like it's exciting to watch it grow so come on over guys Mindy loves Disney like I love Disney (laughs) that's true (laughs) but but what else do you love I know there's a lot more out there it doesn't it doesn't even have to be
1: just Disney so yeah Disney outside Disney what's your what's your jam what's your fandom well Disney is my main thing and I kind of like you I went to Disney as a very young kid so I would say even though I love Disney I am more of a Disneyland fan than a Disney mm-hmm. fan so Disneyland is my jam since I was a little kid like I I there's pictures of me like 4 years old with a Disneyland map on my wall and I've I'm now almost 40, and I still have the Disneyland map on my wall. It's, it's <laughs> I followed me. It's followed me everywhere <laughs> I've gone since I was literally a toddler. That's awesome. <laughs> so I love Disneyland. I didn't go to Walt Disney World until I was in my 30s, so I can't say I have the same squishy feelings for Walt Disney World as I do for Disneyland. Mindy,
0: wasn't that the trip that we hung out? Wasn't that your first Disney World trip? Yes,
1: it was. And you actually, you were with me my first visit to Magic, to Magic Kingdom. Kingdom, which was really, really special for me because I was just, I was so overwhelmed. If you've never, <laughs> if you've been to Disneyland but never been to Walt Disney World, it is big. Your first trip is just, <laughs> it's really big. It's really big. Um, <laughs> So I was so glad to have some friends there, including you, Patty, um, with me who, you know, kind of held my hand and walked me through it because I was like, I don't know where to go. This is weird. <laughs> I had
0: somebody uh, describe going when you're a Disneyland person and then you walk into Disney World for the first time. Somebody described it and I wish I remember who it was because I totally give them credit because I thought this was so brilliant. They said it felt like they were walking into their house, but people changed the furniture around. <laughs> right? Because it's the same, but it's not the same. There are subtle differences and there are things that, you know, that's for a whole nother show. We can talk about the differences between, because there's so many, but it's, it's a, it's a weird, really weird feeling. You walk in and you're like familiar, but not.
1: Hmm. (laughs) I, I always describe it like a fever dream. Okay. Like, you're like, okay, like you're having, you know, when you have dreams and you're like, okay, I know this is my home, but it's not really yes, my home. Yes. Like it, That's a little bigger and the hallway is a little longer and <laughs> like, this is out of place and that's out of place. But I know this is my home, even though it's not like you wake up and you're like, that wasn't my home. That's a, that's like, a good, that's kind of that's like, a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're dreaming about a place, you know, but it's it's similar, but different. But anyway, yes, we could do a whole other show about this. But (laughs) yes, so I'm a Disney girl. I also, I'm a big star Wars fan um, since high school. Yeah. I didn't watch the movies as a kid, but when they were re-released, when they, they did the re-release in the Mm nineties, my friends and I all went to the midnight showings, just kind of, I just kind of went with them to have something to do. And then I just absolutely fell in love with the stories. Um, And that, That was it for me. Do you
0: feel like you have like a moment in Star Wars or, or something that stands out where you went, Oh, 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 I get it. Like this is, I'm
1: in, I'm here. I'm yes. I don't know if I have like a particular moment like that. I, you know, I definitely knew of the, the pop, you know, the pop culture Mm -hmm. of it all. I knew of that as a kid, but I had never really sat and watched the movies and it was just kind of like by the end of, you know, seeing all three of them in the theater and by the end of Return of the Jedi, I was just like, okay, I get it. Like, I get I get everything that I've heard about so far. I get why people are obsessed with it. Shortly after that, the prequels right. came out. And everyone was so stoked for them. And I was so stoked for them. And I saw all those at midnight showings, too. And that was kind of like, that kind of cemented the fandom, for me, I liked Phantom Menace. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know it was supposed to be bad until I I got on the internet and I was just like, "Oh, I'm supposed to hate this movie? Well, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was and, fun." And for
0: full confession, to be honest, <laughs> when, when I when I first saw Phantom Menace, I I had the same reaction, but I am also, uh, for the most part, I am. I want to be entertained. So if I go to a movie and I was entertained and I was engaged and I was interested, then it did its job for me. Right. So I'm not super, super critical and picky when it comes down to it. However, now that I've gotten older and I have pulled up and done all the rewatches and made my kids sitting through all the rewatches with me, um, <laughs> I can definitely see why Phantom Menace sucks and why people say that. So uh, now I skip it. I just say, oh, we kind of know what happens there and we can move on. Uh, it's I Actually, <laughs> in a in a podcast that I just recorded this morning, I don't think it's aired yet, but the the one that I think is airing next week, I have this it's terrible, Mindy. I'm an awful person, but I have this thing with kid actors. Oh. I'm super, <laughs> super annoyingly picky with kid actors, and so Anakin, kid Anakin, kills me. Like I just can't, with yeah. Him. And I, and that's awful. He's, I'm sorry. I know some. He's someone. Someone has a mama out there that's like, ah, I can't believe you said that about my kid. But yeah, that's so. I have a problem with that movie. <laughs>
1: I mean, you can love your child and know that they're not a good actor. And Jake Lloyd was not a good actor in that I mean, movie. Not in that
0: movie. He really wasn't. He really wasn't. And um uh, and that's unfortunate because it was it could have been I think it could have been different. We could have had different feelings about Phantom Menace long term if he had been. Yeah. But anyway. Uh
1: <laughs> so we keep going on tangents. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be a two hour well, podcast. Okay. This is what Star
0: Wars. Get on board, I know. everybody. This is what Star Wars okay. does to us, right? Okay. All right. All right. Back to Galaxy's Edge. So Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, when yes. it was announced that there would be a land devoted to Star Wars, uh, this, I, I, if I remember correctly, and I was there, so I think I'm remembering correctly, this was first officially announced at D23 Expo, correct? Yeah.
1: I think that you're right about four mm-hmm, years ago, so it would have been 2015. Yeah. Yeah. You were You were there, right? I was there. I wasn't in the room where it happened. Okay. But I I think that that's – you're right. I think that's where they first announced it. But I think it probably leaked before then. Like, there and was there probably some rumors. Reports. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah had some talks about. But that was the first initial announcement. Now, what did what, – what were your – what do you remember as far as thoughts? Or anything? I can tell you what I remember doing. I was in the room when it happened. And I immediately – they made us put our phones in these, you know, sealed up bags yeah. and whatever. Yeah. I immediately stood up, grabbed that phone, ran out of the room, and started, like, posting and screaming and yelling all over Facebook about how we were getting this in both coasts. Like they weren't even going to make us choose. They weren't even going to say we like Disney World better and we're only going to put it there. We were getting it at both locations and I had lost my mind. So I don't even remember the rest of the Disney Parks panel for that year because I left. I was like, whatever else, I don't even care whatever is happening, Disney,
1: I'm all in with Star Wars. So that was my
0: reaction. <laughs> Do you remember how you felt?
1: I Again, I wasn't in the room. I was reading. I was probably, I probably learned about it from you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you saw, maybe you saw my Facebook Live going, ah! I probably did.
1: Uh, Because at D23, I never I don't have the energy or patience to wait in those queues like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like you do. mm -hmm. I I just can't do it. I just I'm like, all right, I'll read about it on Twitter. I'll just follow Patty and she'll give me the scoop. So I probably read about it on Facebook while I was there. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it was a really big deal. I was I think my first reaction was just like, well, where is it going to go? Because Disneyland has no space.
0: Right, um, right.
1: Like, are they going to take out Toontown like they did at Magic Kingdom? Are they going to build a third gate? Are they going to tear down hotels? Like, where, where is it going to go? That was probably my first thought. But obviously, I was thrilled as a huge Star Wars fan. I, I obviously didn't really know what to expect right away. Mm-hmm. We just knew that it was coming. And, you know, at the time, I was just like, four years, it'll never get here. <laughs> and then... All of a sudden, it's you're walking here. in, and it's like, "Oh my gosh, it's a reality!" Yeah,
0: yeah. So, tell us, uh, how many times have you been to Batu? All right, this might make people kind of mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, let's let's actually set the expectation here. First of all, Mindy is well; she's a Disneyland resident, basically. But <laughs> she uh, she's local. She's local to the area. So the way that. The way that these reservations were set up, uh, they had cast member previews. Then you could make reservation by booking a hotel room, and then you could just make a reservation, you know, by by open open to the general public. In addition. Obviously if you have friends that also made reservations and they could put you on their reservations like it all flowed. So to explain, it's not like she yes. was hoarding your yes. reservations.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I uh, I mean, it was a weird situation where it was just like, you know, everyone's like you're limited or Disney was saying you're limited to one visit, one reservation and everyone's just like, well, if we listed if we're listed as a guest on someone else's reservation, will they let us in? Like how are they even going to track that? So I have been to Batu a total of six times, six visits. Dang, girl, I'm I jealous. Know. I know, <laughs> That's I, <awesome>. know. <laughs> I know, and I was even on more reservations, and I, I didn't go. I didn't go to all of them, but yes, I went on opening day. I had my hotel reservation to go on opening day, mm-hmm, and then I was mm-hmm. a guest on two reservations for the opening the next day, the Saturday. So I went twice on saturday so that that was three of my visits right there
0: i watched your video of you walking in so guys oh. if you haven't seen this this you gotta, you've got to go find mindy's uh, on the blog or on social media and find her video and just the smile on her face i think pretty much says it all but i'm gonna ask anyway what were you feeling um as you walked in can you just kind of describe that moment like what internally you know what kind of what kind of emotions were going through you
1: yeah, I was, I mean, I was almost as nervous as I was on my wedding day. <laughs> ah, I love it. I, I mean, love it. The anticipation of it, like we just said, we had been waiting four years for this. And it, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, it's just like, this is never going to happen. And next thing you know, you're waiting in the queue to walk in. And um I had butterflies in my stomach. I was, I just, I didn't know what I was nervous about. I just was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, w- I just had high adrenaline. I didn't sleep the night before. I was so excited. <laughs> and yeah, like I did record it because I thought, well, I, I do YouTube content and I thought a reaction would be a fun video. But Absolutely. I also I also wanted to have it, pro- posterity, to keep it, to see yeah. like years down the line, like this is my very first reaction walking into this land for the first time. So I did cry. It's on the video. <gasps> I kind of figured I would. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I did like, there's a point when I walked in and just looking around at all of the, the facades and the buildings and how real it looks. It's just, it all hit me at once. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I am really here. I am really standing in Star Wars land. I am really on this planet. It's really happening. This is a dream come true. And it was just So overwhelming. I had to take a moment to kind of soak it all in before rushing off to the first thing. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. It really was. It really was.
0: I have goosebumps. (laughs) I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. I'm sitting here going, and I got a little tear in my own eye going. Oh my gosh, You're gonna love it. Uh, Yeah. I know. First word prop. First world problems I have to wait till <laughs> August. But uh, <laughs> but I am going to be there for D23 Expo again. So my hope is to get to Disneyland's version of Batu uh, yes. during that time period. And then the, the next week it opens oh at Disney gosh. World. So they're oh, – yeah. And I have opening day reservations. I mean, there's not reservations to get in, like at least at, not that they've announced yet at this time. I don't think that – I don't know if it's coming. I don't know. I mean, I – selfishly I wish they would do something like they did with you guys at Disneyland because it looks like you guys really had the experience you had enough room you had enough space you had enough time you had it wasn't this crowded mass you know rumble of people running through the land because it was a much more controlled situation and it doesn't at least thus far with plans they haven't They haven't sounded like they've they've made that decision yet for what Disney World's Mm going to look like. So in my head, like we're not going to have that moment of walking in slowly and taking it all in. We're going to just be like, go straight to Millennium Falcon and get on Smuggler's Run, you know. And uh, so anyway, we'll see we'll see what it ends up being like. But I'm hoping to have this little coast to coast experience all in the same week and
1: just. You know, have a week
0: of crazy yeah. Star Wars. Star I'm Wars nerdism. So,
1: just as a side note, I'm so curious to eventually compare the two.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To
1: see because I won't be there when on for the opening of the Walt Disney World one, but I'll be following your stories and your videos. <laughs> and I'm just very curious to see. I know that it's supposed to be identical. I think mm-hmm.
0: it's that's what I hear. That's what I. That's my understanding. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to see it. Fun, funny enough, this okay. I'm going to share a little secret. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't think that it's even remotely and on the time frame. But this is my secret dream. <laughs> okay, tell <laughs> me that is that at D twenty three Expo uh, at the parks announcement, like they make an announcement that everybody in the room is going to get to ride Rise of the Resistance. Like, oh. that's that's my secret dream, is that it, it's actually further along than we all think it is and that, that that's one of the reasons why they're kind of doing this um, staggered opening where Disneyland mm-hmm. opened first and Disney World um, opened later. I, again, I'm making all this up. I have nothing to prove it on. It's just one of those, like, <laughs> things that popped into my head that I'm like... <gasps> That'd be cool. Because they did do that last year. They gave the people that were at, um, not last year, two years ago at D23, they they allowed everybody who was in the parks panel to get a fast pass to see Fantasmic, the the reopening of Fantasmic before anybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's not precedent for something kind of crazy like that to happen. I just have no no idea if Rise of the Resistance is even that far along. But that's, in my head, that explains why Disney World is, you know, opening later and that way they can have two big, huge openings and it's going to be awesome and amazing. Uh, But again, um, yeah, I make things up.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) That would be really awesome. I'm not, I I don't know. Obviously, I have zero insider info. I have no idea about the ride. Like I said.
0: That would be really cool. Fully, fully made up a uh, pipe dream, but hey, Disney. You know, if, if that's going to happen, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll Love be a girl there. Credit, yeah. <laughs> let's make let's make this happen. Everybody says, everybody uses the same word at, at Galaxy Edge. So I, I'm trying to challenge you to come up with something a little bit different. What's your one word reaction that's not using immersive?
1: <laughs> Which is really hard because I know. it's know truly immersive. <laughs> It's truly immersive. Uh, the only other word that came to mind when I was thinking back about walking in is breathtaking. It literally took my breath away. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I, I just can't wait. I can't wait. It's just, yeah. I mean, if you're a big Star Wars person, just the fact that you can walk into a land and be in the galaxy, just part part of that fandom. It's very similar to the Harry Potter Worlds in that way,
0: mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you
1: walk in and you can't see anything else. So it doesn't feel like you're at Universal. You are truly living inside the world of Harry Potter, and that's they did the same thing with Star Wars Land. It's it's oh, it's just that, absolutely that, breathtaking.
0: That is music to this Harry Potter fangirl ears <laughs> because uh, going into Diagon Alley is my absolute most favorite experience at theme parks. I haven't been on the new coaster yet that they have over at Universal um, Orlando. So I can't comment on that one. But Diana is just so incredibly amazing. And so to hear you saying, oh, yeah, they did the same thing that that's all I needed to, to know, because,
1: uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I, I predict that you will, it'll be going walking into Batuu is similar. But I think that that too is more immersive than the Harry okay. Potter world. So okay, okay, uh, yeah, I'm so excited about this. Now, <laughs>
0: how would you describe the experience uh, to a non-Star Wars fan? Like, if you ha- have you got somebody who oh. wasn't a Star Wars fan, and what do, you know, or when you talk about it with somebody who's not one, what, what what do you kind of say? Do they just glaze over, or is there still something? For them.
1: <laughs> well, this is, this is interesting because my husband is not really a big Disney Star Wars ah, gotcha, guy. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, I mean, he likes, he, he'll he go to Disney movies with me and he'll go to Disneyland with me. Not as often as I go, but he, uh, he'll he go to see the movies and he'll go uh, to see the Star Wars movies. He, he genuinely enjoys the franchise, but he's not a fanboy like mm-hmm, I'm a fangirl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And so when we went to Galaxy's Edge together, I was very excited for him to see it because I was just like, it's Disneyland, but it's like not Disneyland. <laughs> like there's no like Mickey stuff everywhere and characters getting in your face like you're going to like it. And when he went, he walked in and he agreed that it was very well done and very immersive and he liked Smuggler's Run and he enjoyed the cantina. But then he was just like, eh, yeah, it's OK. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Like it's fine. Like he doesn't need to go okay. back. He's like I saw everything. Okay. Whereas I'm just like I live on Batu now. <laughs> like So from a non-fan like mega fan perspective, I think that they'll think that it's cool and it looks Good, and they did an exceptionally good job with creating the land, but it might not be a place that you need to return to over and over gotcha, again. Gotcha. It's not going to be like,
0: you know, head straight to the back, and we're going to hit Batu. If, if you're not a he- <laughs> yeah. if you're not a hyper fan, if you're not a super fan, all right, all right. Well, that's you know that's right. fair though. It makes sense because. It it feels like they've done so much fan service and they've made this for the fans that if you don't get it, then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. All right, cool. Yeah,
1: it's truly – it was truly created for the Star Wars fan. That's awesome.
0: Absolutely. All right, so – can you give any suggestion for a fangirl taking their first trip to the planet? Um, I don't know something specific or some detail that we might not want to overlook in our excitement uh, that we can take away from that first visit. Uh, since you've been multiple times, I know you've had more time to like really dig in and everything. But I'm just looking for like the one thing that you're like don't miss this, Patty, on your first trip. Don't miss this.
1: I I mean, this is a tough one to answer because obviously when people first get into the land, they're going to want to do either the ride or they're going to want to try to get into the cantina, which might not be as big of a deal at Walt Disney World as it is for us. That's where people are going to want to rush mm-hmm. to and or they're going to want to get in the line to build a lightsaber or a droid. And what I really what I really wish that more people would do is just kind of stop and just look around and soak it all in. One of my favorite things to do was just to find a place to sit, which isn't easy because they, they don't, there's not a lot of shade <laughs> on Batu. It's a hot planet and uh, they, they don't have a lot of areas to just kind of linger. It's almost as if they don't want people to, to linger in the land. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you can find a place to sit and just watch some of the guests walking by and the ones who are really excited, especially the little kids. And if you can be lucky enough to watch either Ray or Chewie walk by and see them interacting with people or the stormtroopers and the First Order Uh, lieutenants uh, interacting with people. It's just, it's so much fun. They do such a good job with it. There's just so much to see just around you, just all the little details on the buildings and the plants. I I mean, it's just... To be able to just sit down and soak it all in, I I want everyone to take a few minutes to be sure that they do that. And, kind. Of, you know, one of my favorite things to do at Disneyland anyway is people mm-hmm, watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love just sitting on a bench with a snack and seeing little kids having fun and seeing people who I'm like, oh, maybe they're on a first date or maybe it's their honeymoon or, you know, this is baby's first visit. You know, something like, I just love, like, that sounds a little creepy. I love watching no, people. I know, I know exactly um,
0: what you're saying,
1: though. That's actually,
0: um, so, t- you know, my friend Tanya. Tanya and Amira, who's also recording one of these episodes with me, they, they got to go there for the fan preview um, or for the media preview. And I actually told Tanya that I was a little jealous that she got to watch Amira's face as she walked in the first time because amira is a hardcore star wars person too and so i i totally get what you're saying as far as like taking a moment to kind of watch and and see how everybody else is reacting because that's uh, a those are our people right
1: (laughs) yeah it's there's something very special about it and they just again they do such a good job with like the stormtroopers interacting with guests and um and ray and chewy interacting with guests and it's just fun to sit back and watch. it's fun to be a part of it but it's also just fun to sit back and watch watch it happening i watched there was um so there's a new character in galaxy's edge called v oh and she's a rebel spy she's she's one of uh general leia's spies and uh she will go around the land and she her her goal is to spy on the first order and avoid the stormtroopers And they do this little I mean, it's it's an act, but it's real Um, (laughs) real. (laughs) where she she's hiding from the stormtroopers and the you can watch the little kids like telling the stormtroopers that she went in the opposite direction direction, you know, like she talks to them about like, don't tell the stormtroopers that I'm right. here and then she'll run off. And the little kids are like, she went that way and point in the opposite <laughs> direction. <laughs> oh, and, cute. you know, it's just like those little things. I love those little things. It's just so cute. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. That's, a, that's good. That's a good tip. That, I like that. Take, take some, take some time. I know. Yeah. Take some time to take it all in because it's truly, if you're rushing around, I mean, like the temptation is there to just rush to everything that you mm-hmm. want to see. But there's so much to look at and to just soak all in and just appreciate all of the hard work that went into building the land. Tell me about the
0: cast members because. Oh, yeah. I know that you had some interactions with them and, you know, I I also have seen your pictures. You've done some Disney bounding. Did they, did they like your Disney bounds? Did they comment on it? Did they, how how was all that going on in there? Because I know that that was also part of the big excitement about this land is that the cast members were going to have their own roles. They were not just, you know, the the Disney speak of your role is to be customer service or whatever. This was like an actual they have a backstory. They have right. a reason that they're there. And so, how how is that interaction going with with the cast members that you've that you've been visiting on Batuu? Uh,
1: allegedly, every like you said, every cast member has their own backstory. And if you talk with any cast member, and you can ask them like, "What is your home planet?" or "How do you feel about the First Order being here?" Or, how do you feel about? Or I heard the Resistance is hiding out somewhere. They will allegedly have a whole spiel that they can get into, Um, Ah. but they don't, I mean, people don't come up to you and you're just like, I'm with the resistance. It's not like, it's not (laughs) overwhelming in your face. You're not constantly, my big fear before the land opened was was just like, am I going to have to be doing improv the entire time that I'm (laughs) in the land? Like, are people really going to be that intense about it? And they're not. But if (laughs) but if you want to interact, they will interact with you. But yeah, if you are wearing, you know, if you're if you're dressed as a member of the resistance, or if you're dressed as Leia or Han, the stormtroopers will give you a hard time. (laughs) And if you're dressed in as Darth Vader or wearing something resembling the First Order, they will assume that you're on their side and and treat you nicely. Um, (laughs) But so they do those sorts of things. But yeah, you if any of the cast members there. Uh, we'll chat. We'll chat about uh, their backstory and their planet and what and how they feel about Batu. You know, there's this whole different language. I'm sure that people probably already know by now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, different things and different things that like there's no. They don't ask you to pay with money or give you a credit. Uh, they ask for credit card or cash. They say, uh, "Do you have your credits?" Or sli- you know, slide your credits.
0: Right. <laughs> and right. And photos are image captures on your data pad, like yeah, your Your phone phone. is your data pad. Take a picture with your phone,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go up to PhotoPass, it's image scan, not can you take my photo? Yeah, yeah. but they, you know, but most people aren't going to know that. So if you go up and say, "Can you take my photo?" They will say, "I can't take your photo, but I can do an image scan of you." And I'm just like, oh, okay, that gives me a little bit of anxiety because someone isn't going to understand what that means and they're just going to walk away. Okay, um, so be prepared. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and the other thing that I will say is that, you know, a lot of people, when they go to Disney, they say like the cast members are so nice. Um, they go above and beyond. And it's the same thing with Galaxy's Edge, but the demeanor and the characterization of the in residents are that they're a little more like um they're a little more gruff, they're a little more no nonsense. So you're not going to get a lot of like please and thank yous. Okay. It's going to be more direct. You know, if you ask someone where the restrooms are there, they might, they'll do the two finger point, but they're not going to like walk you over there.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a little bit different than out in the fantasy land. Yeah. (laughs) And when you're in
1: the cantina, it's very just like you place your orders and they ask for your credit. It's not like, okay, that'll be $10. They're like, where are your credits? You know, it's very (laughs) like, oh, okay. I'm in a dive bar. Got it. Um, right right
0: they want to make sure they're getting paid. Okay. Yeah, got it. but it's but it's
1: very so I don't want people to be alarmed by that. It's all part of the fun.
0: <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> it is. It's really all fun. All right. Anything that surprised you or or do you feel like this was a transformative experience? I mean, and and I know some mm. random person who might be have gotten this far in the podcast is going like rolling their eyes at us, but <laughs> we're talking as Disney dorks. We are. as Disneyland lovers yes. as All things Star Wars, like we're all in. So you've got to, you know, keep it in that frame of mind. We all, like I, I say all the time on this podcast, we like what we like. And there's nothing wrong with that. And this is one of those <laughs> things that we like a whole lot. <laughs> yep, true. So do you, do you feel it was all you wanted it to be? I don't know. Just what what's your what's your summing it up? Your your final thoughts on Galaxy's Edge?
1: You know, it really it really did exceed my expectations. I knew that it would be a big land. I knew it would feel big, um, but it's it truly felt bigger than I was expecting.
0: Mm-hmm, okay.
1: uh, I knew that it would be immersive, but it. It really, you really do forget that you're inside Disneyland or Walt Disney World. It, it's like, I remember the first time when I was in, I, I went inside the land on that opening day and I walked back out and I was just like, oh yeah, it was almost jarring. I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm in <laughs> Disneyland. Like now I'm in Critter Country. This is, I forgot. Like I legitimately forgot. forgot. Okay. Legitimately okay, forgot awesome. I was inside Disneyland. It's so. That's awesome. It's, okay. Uh, it's. I know we're not supposed to use the word immersive, but it's so immersive. It really is. There's no other way to describe it. Like you are you are literally living inside a Star Wars universe and it's when you have to leave it's just kind of like, "Oh wait, but I want to go back. I want to stay in there forever. I don't want to go back to reality." And and see, this is this is my fear with the Disney World version
0: of this is that at this time um, they don't have anything in place that they've announced as far as like time limits. So once you get in, mm, who says we have got to leave,
1: right? <laughs> right. And I don't know. They're, they're doing that with the Disneyland one soon. Oh, so by the time right. this airs, that's right. I think by the time this airs, it's the reservation system will be over and it's going to be it will. their mm-hmm. quote unquote boarding system, whatever we're waiting to at this time, at the time of this recording, we don't know what that means yet, Right, but um, it's it's going to be the same thing. So I'm also interested to see how they're going to handle that. I know that they're going to limit people coming into the land, but yeah, people leaving the land. How are you going to make I don't them know. leave? And, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Disneyland has a lot of pass holders, much more than Walt Disney World does. And so there's people like me who... Look, since Galaxy's Edge opened, I've been to Galaxy's Edge and I haven't done anything else at Disneyland. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, I just don't mm-hmm. need to, I'm there to see this new land. Mm-hmm. And so for people at Walt Disney world, they probably maybe it's their one day at Hollywood studios and they want to see star Wars land, but they want to do all the other things too.
0: That's true. That's true. It it could, it could be the mentality is you are correct in that the mentalities are different. And, and I know Disney knows that about their two parks and, and, -hmm. and whatnot. So we'll see. I just selfishly, I have been, I have been coveting this amazing experience that you guys have gotten with the reservations. Uh, and, And, and also guys, you know the reservations were free that they didn't have to pay so this wasn't a situation where it was a pay to play it was just you had to be quick on the draw (laughs) and get online and get those reservations or have friends who were going to take care of you for those reservations (laughs) Um, so I, I will admit that I, I I wish that I had stepped up and had just made the trip to Batu <laughs> during this reservation period. Yeah. But I kept thinking, no, I'm going in August. I'll wait till everything calms down. It'll be fine in August. Dude, it's gonna be a mess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, who really knows? At this point, we really don't know. I, we I don't. do you know, the la when I went for the last visit, which will be my last reservation, this last time I went, um, I really made sure to kind of sit. Like I said, I just sat and kind of appreciated what I got to experience because mm-hmm. I know that once the reservation system is over, it's going to be different. I don't know it how is. different yeah. it'll be, but I know it's going to be different. So I I made sure to sit and take a moment and say like, this will probably, I'll never probably see it this empty again, or at least for years. Yeah, it's and yeah, so take a while. <laughs> however you get to experience it, there's really nothing you can do ab- about it. The crowd level, but it'll still be amazing. It'll still be, you'll still be able to see everything and look at everything and appreciate the land for what it is. And, you know, maybe character interactions will be a little bit more difficult, but you know, the land is still new, things might change. So
0: yeah, 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 that's, that's a good point. And and, uh, if we know anything about Disney, uh, it's that change is inevitable. I mean, they will will always uh, make whatever adjustments need to be made. So exactly. Well, I kind of got goosebumps and I totally want to go jump in my
1: X wing. And go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so excited. I'm so excited for you to see it. And I'm so excited to find out your reaction. Because I know that you're a fellow yes. star Wars geek like me. And I'm just so excited for everyone to see it. If you love star Wars, you're, I really think I I'm careful. Cause I don't want to hype it up too much <laughs> and raise expectations, but I, I really loved it. And I think that any star Wars fan is really going to love it.
0: You know, I will say, I don't think the only thing that I have said that people were slightly disappointed in. Well, two things, uh, the, Some people were disappointed in the food. It wasn't as good as it looked (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. to some people. And then the other thing was Smuggler's Run is cool and great, but it's not as mind-blowing as, I don't know, they wanted it to be, they expected it to be, I don't know. Those are just the two. And that being said, they're like, it's a great ride, but it's just not quite, you know, that sort of thing. So I haven't heard anything straight-up negative yet uh, as far as Mm -hmm. the the experience, but I think that will – we'll have to wait and see what happens when they do let all these crowds of fan crazy people in at the same time <laughs> and see what happens then. Right. So who knows? We'll see. Right. But, but uh, yeah, I'll definitely report back and let you know, uh, you know, how that whole thing, my coast to coast experience ends up being, but uh, yeah. for now uh, we're going to wrap up this segment of the no guilt fangirls podcast. And Mindy probably has to get back to Batuba. If they noticed that she's missing or something. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> my transport await. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: Uh, now guys, just remember if you like what you heard today um, or on any of the other episodes so far, please remember to leave a review five stars, five stars helps and subscribe. And It helps other fangirls find us. You know, there's algorithms that are involved with all of this, and those ratings. They they help so we want to fangirl with more people. It's it's no fun to fangirl alone. So definitely you know do us a favor and throw those throw those ratings up if you can. And uh, don't forget that every Monday I bring you the movie reviews on the Monday Movie Minute, and every Friday you'll find me fangirling with a guest or two. Uh, This particular fangirling topic is part of my Galaxy's Edge mini series. So be sure to check all the other interviews as well. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. We hope you. You'll come back to Fangirl with us real soon. Thanks, Fendi. Thank you,
1: Patty. Congrats on the podcast. I love it. Oh, thanks, girl.